my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing all right, trying to stay warm, all that good stuff since it is winter. Ah, I can't believe we are almost in the final week of January. We're almost done with the first month of 2020. That is crazy. Well, today... I am presenting to you another episode in the Jesse and Becky A Love Story series. That episode is season four, episode one, entitled Greek Week, which aired on September 21st, 1990. This was season four's season premiere. In this episode, Jesse's grandparents visit from Greece with some unexpected guests in tow. It's got a 7.6 out of 10, based on 203 ratings. It was directed by Joel Zwick, writer Jeff Franklin, the creator, who just celebrate. Did he just celebrate? He did. He just celebrated a birthday yesterday, in fact, Jeff Franklin, the creator of Full House. Well, happy birthday, Jeff. All right. We got some, uh, we got some people here, guest stars, of course. How do we say his name? It looks like Lorgos Papuli Katsopoulos, who we will all refer to as Papuli, because he will come back later on in a very, very sad episode of Full House, which I do plan on covering down the road. He is played by Jack Crucian. I'm trying to see if that is his name. R.I.P. He passed away in 2002. Let's see here. Uh, uh, after Jack has had a very long list of credits, 223 to be exact, I remember he was in an episode of Silver Spoons in season one or two. He played a judge. He's played a lot of one-bit characters, Murphy Brown, Lois and Clark, Full House as Papuli, Living Single, Empty Nest, Fresh Prince, Matlock. Oh, you played a judge in Matlock? Oh, cool. And he played a doctor in Murder, She Wrote. This guy gets around. 19 episodes in Webster as Papa Papadopoulos slash Albert Einstein. Okay, it was season one of Silver Spoons in 12 Angry Kids. He was in, oh, I know, I know this episode. The Little House on the Prairie, he played Rodolfo the Great Gambini in season eight, Gambini the Great. I remember that episode. So his earliest film credit is in Red Hot and Blue from 1949. He played someone named Steve. And his last film credit is Till There Was You in 1997. He played Mr. Katz. We have Vera Lockwood, who, another R.I.P., she passed away in 2000. Wow, almost, 
it's 20 years ago. She plays Papuli's wife, Gina Yaya Katsopoulos. She was in 10 episodes of the soap opera Hurt Charles. I'm looking. Grace Under Fire, Murphy Brown, Doogie Hauser, ah, Aladdin, Portly Agrabah Woman. And that is Aladdin the Disney cartoon. She also was in Night Court on episode of Who's the Boss? Of course, Full House. So my guess is, I think between season four and season seven, where Papuli does pass, I kind of wonder, maybe she was just ill health. Maybe she had already passed. That's why she didn't make the trip with him. That's I'm going to go with that. Ten episodes of Ryan's Hope. So she has been done the soap opera circuit. All right. All right. Next we have Josh Blake playing Silvio. And if you guys grew up in the 80s and you know that friendly furry alien named Elf, Josh Blake, I believe, joined the cast in season two to play Jake. Uh, Josh Blake did to play Jake Achmonic, and he's definitely got a Brooklyn accent. I'm going to play a little bit. Oh my goodness, he doesn't come in until season two, episode 14, so more than halfway through season two. He's in four episodes, and, and then he's in seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven episodes of season three of Elf. He was also in an episode of The Wonder Years in 91. He was in an episode of Home Improvement in 98, a show called Brothers Keeper with what looks like Justin Cooper from Liar Liar. And I'm going to play a little clip towards the end of the episode just so you can tell the difference. Like, you know, like he's putting on an accent in this one, but... Oh my goodness, Josh Blake. Happy birthday, Josh Blake. He just celebrated a birthday on January 7th. He is 45. We have Jennifer, is it Gatti? Gatti? G-A-T-T-I? She plays the vixen Elena, who comes in between Jesse and Becky. I will go so far to call her a harlot. Well, maybe not. That's a little cruel. All right. She recently played a nurse on the TV show The Resident last year. There was a show called Swamp Thing. I mean, I know there was a show, but I guess they brought it back. Weird. She was in that. Uh, Nashville, Finding Carter, Devious Maids, Drop Dead Diva, One Tree Hill, yeah, for an episode in season four. And I'm going to play a little clip of that so you can hear what her voice sounds like. It's pretty, a little bit different. Maybe you can catch a hint of Elena in there, but it's for the most part. And this was back in 2006 when she had uh, done this. So what else has she done? Jag, she played an officer in that. CSI Miami, CSI, NCIS. Wow, she likes to do those uh, criminally shows, criminal shows. Oh, she played a cop in Cosby in 96. Although this is Cosby from 96 to 2000, not the Cosby show. She was also in Star Trek Voyager, ER. So she gets around, you know, another Star Trek... Cheers, an episode of that. Doogie Hauser. Well, Guiding Lights. And Young and the Restless. 
All right, we got some trivia. It says, is it Lorios, Orgos, and Gina Katsopoulos were married in 1940. Also, the second of four episodes in which Mary-Kate Olsen and Ashley Olsen appear on screen together and the only one in which they their co-appearance is not part of a dream or fantasy sequence. All right. All right, we got one user review by the ever-faithful Power Man Dan. 10 out of 10. Season 4, off to an excellent start. This review was published on October 20th, 2018. Whenever another culture is added to an American sitcom and done properly, it usually comes out hysterical. Full House uses this culture class clash to its advantage. The best way I can describe this advantage is magic. Jesse's grandparents have come to the Tanner house to celebrate their 50th anniversary. They bring a few surprise guests. Jesse's cousin's, Jesse's cousin's daughter, Melina, played by the other Olsen twin. Elena and her brother, Silvio. Elena sticks to Jesse like glue, and Silvio starts to romance DJ. Fun stuff. There was some Greek ritual about walking around the table in matrimony, so Jesse has been married to Elena since he was 14. And DJ and Silvio just got married. The Greeks think it is wonderful, while Danny and Becky greatly disapprove. Will they all live happily ever after? I guess one of the main reasons I love this episode is because I am Italian, very close to Greek. The overly physical stuff and passionate personalities happen all the time. I could really relate to it. Even if I don't, I would still have a fun time with this episode. Okay, so we do get a, a, a little bit of history here um revealed about power mandan he or she is part italian and almost greek so that's kind of cool it's like a little puzzle piece <laughs> now i'm starting sounding like a stalker like i want to know this power mandan who are they who are they i'm interested i'm invested because they are almost every episode has got a review by them which is so cool they are dedicated they love the show i like that all right of course before we officially get into this episode i'd like to let you know if you're new to the podcast welcome aboard the tanner train i hope you guys are enjoying me going through some of the episodes and also i want to let you know where you can find the podcast on social media if you're on facebook go to just type in Full House Podcast, Fuller House Podcast. You'll find it there. The Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, unofficial Full House, Fuller House Podcast. Instagram is going to be OMHC Full of House, Fuller House Pod. Twitter is going to be OMHC Full House. If you want to email the podcast, if you got opinions, comments about your own little commentary on certain episodes, you want to send an audio file of your comments, I would love to hear them. Just make sure that they're clean because this is a clean Full House podcast. And send them to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Also, I would like to remind you, regular listeners, if you've been listening for a bit, if you like the podcast, please, please, please go to iTunes. Get your podcast app. Search Full House. The Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up and leave a review. Use emojis. Have fun. Be creative. You can use emojis to describe your favorite character, your favorite episode. Just 
the more pod, the more reviews that this podcast gets, the more popular it will get. So, all right, guys, without further ado, let's jump into Greek Week. All right, so we have the cold open. Of course, things are a little different. We got some different uh, looks going on. Stephanie, for the first three seasons of Full House, had usually had her hair back in curls. Well, now curls are gone. Just straight hair. We're in the living room. Jesse is coaching the girls on kind of what to say when his grandparents get off the plane. Welcome to America in Greek. And we see a sign that has, it's in red, white, and blue colors. Welcome to America. And then they have uh, the Greek terminology or the Greek spelling underneath. Jesse, of course, is rocking a black t-shirt and very nice red pants. So he's like, all right, now that we got that out of our system, let's say it for real. And the girls are able to recite basically what's on the sign. And Michelle, of course, she's four. She can't really grasp, you know, another language as she's still, you know, learning English words as a four-year-old. So for the child to take on another language even if it's just to say welcome to america that's a bit much for her to grasp so what jesse says like okay honey that's all right we don't need to worry about that how about you just give him a little kiss you just give him a kiss and of course he demonstrates by giving her a kiss oh it's cute so i'm gonna play this clip okay girls now remember when my grandparents step off the plane we're gonna say <laughs> welcome to america in greek okay now what are we gonna say Welcome to America in Greek. All right, now that we got that out of our system, let's try it for real. Like we practice, ready? Kalos irthate sti amerikī. Very good. Come on, Michelle. Kalos irthate sti amerikī. I can nuts. All right, let's just practice giving them a kiss, shall we? So that was a quick little adorable cold open there. All right, with this theme song, things are a little different. The kids are definitely older. They like to show when the titles come up for Candace Cameron, Jodie Sweetin, and Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. They like to show the age progression between the seasons of season one, two, and three, and now, of course, season four. Now we got Candace Cameron at season one. Season one, she is talking on her lip phone. Season two, she's also talking on her lip phone. Actually, no, that's season three. I'm sorry. She's also painting her nails and doing her homework. I've always said DJ's a taskmaster. Now, of course, we see Candace Cameron by the fireplace putting a picture of her when she's probably about maybe eight, nine years old. All right. Now, of course, we got Jody Sweet, and here is Stephanie. She's got a ballet bar in her room stretched across that little nook. There's a stuffed Odie dog right behind her. She's wearing a little uh, ballet tutu, which was featured a, a little bit in the first couple episodes of season one. Of course, we got her in season three. She's right outside the front door. She's giving the thumbs up to us. She's got the backpack on. She's going to school. Now, of course, 
she is pictured with Comet in the backyard. She's throwing him a frisbee, like, go get it, Comet! And he runs off. She's wearing a fuchsia pink turtleneck with a set of overalls. Flower print overalls. Okay, we got little baby Michelle in her car seat from season one. We got her in season three sitting in a shopping cart. We got her dancing in her room with her pencil bed. She's wearing a tutu now. Now we got Mary-Kate Ashley Olsen, which I don't believe they did the and Ashley Olsen until like season eight. We have her jumping up and down on her bed. Of course, we got the family running over the hill. Lori Laughlin is smelling flowers. We get a shot of Jesse and Michelle giving each other a kiss and a hug in her room. The family is riding the trolley as they get off. I see they have shopping bags with them. This is a cute shot of all three girls on Stephanie's bed. DJ's brushing Stephanie's hair. Stephanie's brushing Michelle's hair. Michelle is brushing her doll's hair. Of course, it ends as the three guys are sitting on the pier and they hop off and walk off scene. And then, of course, we have the family enjoying a nice picnic lunch outside, which I think this is the very end scene for a lot of the seasons going forward is going to be them all eating a picnic lunch outside in the park. So, of course, much like the season six episode where they're all well Danny's really the only one that's in a rush it's like we gotta meet DJ's plane she's coming back from Spain <laughs> that rhymed but they're like hey we gotta go we gotta get meet my grandparents at the airport so of course Jesse has a red blazer to match his red pants so Jesse's yelling for Danny and Joey to get go like guys come on we gotta get to the airport and apparently Danny called the airport and found out that their plane landed early. And Jesse's all worried, like, oh my gosh, my grandparents must be so scared. I mean, they're in a, in a country where they don't speak the language and everything like that. And there's a knock at the door, and uh, Papuli and Gina are right there. And they're like, oh, the cab dropped us off. Well, of course, this is, the, this is the knock on the door. Jesse's explaining, my grandparents are coming all the way from Greece to celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary. Which, the logic in that just makes no sense. <laughs> and also, the fact that, guys, if you've seen the show and you watch this episode, we're all asking the question, where are Jesse's parents? Where are they? Where's Nick? Nick, these are your parents. What are you doing? You can't, 50th wedding anniversary, Nick. These are your parents. You and your wife should be there. You know we're all pondering the question. I mean, they come for Jesse's wedding, but they can't come for his parents' 50th wedding anniversary? Really? Jesse is just imagining just the horror of his grandparents just wandering around the airport lost and scared, and he opens the door, and they're, like, right there. I'm going to play this clip. You're not going to believe this. I just called the airlines. Your grandparents landed early. Already? How could they land? Well, the plane slows down. The wheels pop up. Pilot comes out. Where's extinguish all? Now the plane lands. Poor grandparents are coming all the way from Greece to celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary. And they're probably wandering around the airport lost, scared, confused. Oh, my God, they're here. Okay, everybody, get ready. Very good. 
That's better. But you still owe me for taxi. identical Okay, he opens. Jesse opens the door again, and you see Papali like, "What kind of?" And then of course, Jesse's like, "Okay, go, go, go." And they say, "You know, welcome to America and Greece." I'm not gonna say it because I, I, I can't do that. I would stumble and bumble over my words, and it would be terrible. 
And police like, all right, that's better, but you still owe me for taxi. And Gina, Pupuli's wife, is just like, oh, my Jesse. And she just runs, just kisses him and just loving on him. And it's like, yeah, if that were, if Nick were there, she'd probably be doing that to Nick, Jesse's dad. She keeps kissing his face. And it's, he's like, Pupuli, help me, please. And Pupuli goes, are like, Gina, 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 please save your tears. You have more people to meet. And Jesse, of course, introduces Danny as the father of their great-grandchildren, DJ, Stephanie, and, of course, little Michelle. And I just thought that little Michelle, that is going to come back later in Season 7 for um, the one where Populi passes away. I like that, G that <laughs> excuse me, Danny has a translator book. Nowadays, what is it, like a Rosetta Stone or something that you use that you can learn to speak another language in or something like that? But he's doing his darndest. He's like, my Zervraco is your Zervraco. And, of course, Pupuli, whether he's, you know, like, you have a volcano in your kitchen? Or, no, he's like, we thank you, but we brought our own underwear or something like that. So Danny's pretty much saying, like, my house is your house. <laughs> Only trying to translate that into Greek. And Gina just goes over to DJ Stephanie and Michelle and just grabs both in her arms just into a big group hug. And Michelle is just like, this is uncomfortable. Um, of course, Papuli is like, well, who is that man over there? And Joey, of course, does his Bullwinkle impression like, oh, I hope you have it. American TV, or this would look really ridiculous, or something like that. So, and Papuli's like, oh yeah, we have men like him in Greece. Nikos, the village idiot. What did it say? Pompadours? Is that where they're from? Oh, Pompadours. Okay, that's where they're from. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And <laughs> I love how Stephanie's like, yeah, that's Joey. He lives in our basement. I'm like, or lives in our garage. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> of course, they brought some surprise visitors. The first one is going to be Melina, who is the daughter of Dimitri, who is the cousin of Jesse, who he made Jesse the granddaughter, the, um, excuse me, uh, the godfather of Melina, basically. Okay. It seems like Jesse, and we, you know, later on when Stavros comes, which I don't want to do that episode. It's horrible. It's just really, ugh. Um, <laughs> but he does say, like, I hear so much about how great Jesse Katsopoulos is in America. And it's like, I bet in their house they have a shrine to Jesse. Like, just like that fireplace, they have a shrine with a big picture of Jesse. Like, he is their Pompadour's... Katsopolis is saving grace because he's the one who made well Nick also did you know so if that's the case and, and Papuli is supposed to be Nick's father then wouldn't Nick have grown up in Greece and then just immigrated to America I don't know I don't know of course little Melina is the opposite Olsen twin and when Michelle just is like she can't believe it. Like, she's looking in a mirror like, hey, that's my face. Which is funny because the Olsen twins also starred in the movie It Takes Two from, what, 1995, I believe it was? They have that thing where they run into each other. It's like, I see me. I see me too. 
And yeah, Prince of the Pauper type situation where they switch identity. Kind of like a parent trap situation as well. So, of course, Michelle takes Melina to go see her room. Joey follows them. And Stephanie's like, hey, did you bring anyone who looks like me? And Papuli's like, well, no, we didn't, but we did bring Silvio. It's like, yeah, but you know, as soon as Silvio walks in the door with their luggage, which it's like, because he always wanted to visit America. So what do they say? Yeah, you can come with us, only you're going to be carrying all our luggage. But anyway, he comes in the doorway and he locks eyes with DJ and it's like, tractor beam. And he comes over to her and says, I look at your picture every day in the house of your great-grandfather. You are more beautiful in person. And he kisses her hand. And this is the first we get of her catchphrase, which is the first title, part of the title of this podcast. Oh, my Lanta. She is smitten. He, he's all fancy, kissing her hand and all that stuff. And, of course, DJ has to ask, Pooley, are we related? And he's like, no. And she's like, yes. <laughs> it's like, his name is Silvio Badalacos or something to that effect. And, you know, they, like I said, they, they brought him because he wanted to see America. So it's like, he's got a different last name than you. You know, definitely old skin colors that have, you know, a little bit darker. Like, yeah, he's not related to you, sweetie. <laughs> You're all, it's all goo. It's goo. So DJ's like, hey, Silvio, come up to my room. I'll show you my room. And of course, Danny does not like that. It's like, uh, hey, look, uh, Steph, I bet your grandma and Gina would love to see your room. And of course, Stephanie's like, oh, yeah, I got you, Dad. Wink, wink. I will keep an eye on them. So they go upstairs to kind of watch DJ and Silvio. And of course, this gets the wheels turning in Jesse's head like, Papuli, didn't uh, Silvio have, like, an older sister or something? Or, and boom! And pops Elena. And she kicks the bags. Jesse! And she goes and just embraces him and kisses him. And who's right outside? Becky. Good timing. Do they meet right outside the door? Can you imagine how awkward that would be? Like, all four of them were outside the door. Oh, my goodness. Of course, after Elena kisses him, he is, unbeknownst to him, Becky is standing right behind him as he starts to say, have mer. And Becky <coughs> taps him on the back, and he's like, oh, uh, have Mercedes come to Greece yet? <coughs> like, Mercedes, what, the cars, the horses, are there horses that are in Mercedes? I don't think so. But, uh, are they a baseball team? I have no idea. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, nice save, not. And of course, Becky's like, well, this doesn't look like your grandmother. So, of course, Danny realizes a sticky situation when he sees one, and he's like, hey, uh, Papuli, won't you come inside and see my, or into the kitchen, I'll show you my festio. And of course, Papuli is like, you have a volcano in the kitchen? I honestly think that Papuli is just joking with Danny, like, oh, another American trying to uh, translate Greek. <laughs> Your attempts are hilarious, and I'm just going to play along like I don't understand what you're, you're talking about. 
Of course, Jesse's like, oh no, this isn't my grandmother. This is little Elena, as he puts his hand up. Like, yeah, you are really little, and now you're, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he says, I haven't seen little Elena since she was like 14. So I'm guessing she was, what, maybe a few years younger than him? Maybe 10? And he's like, uh, little Elena, this is, uh, as he's thumbing back towards Becky, not even looking at her. And Becky's like, big Becky. Like, yeah, it's your girlfriend guy. And let me tell you, if I were Becky in that situation, I saw some strange woman kissing my boyfriend. You bet the fur is gonna fly. The hackles will be raised, I'm telling you. That Elena would be so far out the door, she'd be across the street at the next house. I'm gonna play this clip because this is just so funny. Have mercy. <laughs> Has Mercedes come to Greece yet? Uh, come with me. I, I will. Um, I'll show you my Ephestio. Yeah. You have a volcano in the kitchen. I take it this is not your grandmother. No, no. This is this is little Elena. Gosh, I haven't seen little Elena since I was fourteen, and you were little little Elena. This is uh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's not amused. Your amused. grandfather told me you were not married. Oh, no, no. That's probably why she came to America, because he wasn't. Girlfriend! Yes! Jesse, get it together! And I'm sure the three of us are going to have a darn nifty time together. No. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse is like, oh, and Becky is my yum. And Becky's like, girlfriend! Like, dude! What is with you? And Elena is like, that's probably what she grasped onto was the fact that your grandfather told me you weren't married. She probably jumped on that and like, I gotta get to. He's not married. I'm going to snag him. Kind of like Carrie, Jesse's high school girlfriend, who thought after 10 years he'd still drop everything, even though he would be engaged and still get with her. Like, oh, you can't back out on your promise. You promised me after 10 years we'd get back together. Like, Jesse, in between his girlfriend and the girl who's... He's stolen her heart. <laughs> He's like, oh, I bet the three of us are going to have a real nifty time. And, of course, Elena's like, right. And Becky's like, yeah, right. All right, so we're going to hop upstairs. We're going to go to Michelle's room first. We have Michelle and Melina. And we have this stand-up mirror that's sitting right in the middle of the room as Michelle has taught Alina to do one of the things a kid probably did in the 90s. Whether they do it, to, the kids do it today, it's just... You take your index fingers, you stick them in the corners of your mouth, and you stretch your mouth out, and you stick your tongue out, and it's just, remember the whole thing, don't do that, because your, your parents would say don't do that, or your face would freeze that way, or something. It, guys, after a while, don't you think that hurts? Your mouth isn't supposed to stretch out like that, but every kid does it, it's goofy. How many kids have like, oh, I'm going to take your picture, and the kid will like stick the fingers in the mouth and stretch it. <laughs> it's cute. It's just that we don't know what Melina's home like, 
home life is over in Greece. So, I mean, not that I'm saying she's being neglected or abused, but Michelle's just like, hey, I'm going to teach you how to be a fun American kid. And we're going to, like, stick our tongues out in the mirror and look at our reflections. See how funny this is? <laughs> oh, they're going to do the fish face now. <laughs> Ah, this wig they got the Olsen twin in is horrendous. It's gross. It's just really definitely looks like something you just pick up at a party city for Halloween. It's it's just, it's, come on now. I get it apparently because she's gross, she's got to have dark hair. So she can't look 100% identical to, you know, Michelle, but. And now they're blowing out their cheeks. And now Michelle really sees it because they're both looking in the mirror. She's like, I see it, but I don't believe it. So what they have the Olsen twin and Melina in, aside from this disgusting brown wig that looks like a doll's hair, um, they have her in a multicolored vest with different like symbols and drawings on it and they have like a necklace with like a little like bear totem and it's just ugh. 2020 people would be offended by how she looks like that would not like you're not representing the culture correctly and it's just embarrassing michelle's wearing a blue dress that has a Big, long, frilly, white collar that had stitched in uh, cursive lettering, beautiful is in red, and then you have world, which is like in black, and then you have a picture of a tree with red hearts. And she's all like, I see it, but I don't believe it. So, I mean, Michelle's four, you know? So I figure at this age, if she sees someone that looks like her, she's like, you look like me. We have the same face. If she were two, I I don't know. Maybe she might recognize this girl with, you know, like, that, like, hey, we have the same face. So we get to see Pinky the Pig, which, of course, this is season four. I don't think we've been introduced to Pinky. Pinky will play a part in the Fuller House episode of Full House where Jesse and Becky, after they're married, he's going to move in with her. And he want, she wants to give Pinky the pig to him. We will see Pinky the pig again when Teddy is going to be moving away. And she wants to give him something as a going away gift because he gives her... Furry Murray, and she gives Pinky the pig. It's really sweet and endearing. So Joey comes in to check on the girls, like, hey, twinsters, what you doing? So of course Michelle asks the very important question to Joey, why do we look alike? I feel like we're not twins, we're not sisters. This is the first time I'm laying eyes on this girl, but she looks exactly like me. So the only answer Joey gives her is like, well, because you're cousins. I have a lot of cousins. I don't look like any of them. I get it. She is a distant... Well, God, I don't even know. Um, I don't... Really, how really is she... I'm not even going to bust my brain trying to figure it out. But of course, Joey goes into this identical cousins song. And of course, Melina is like, 
Nikos! Like, the village idiot. Stop singing. <laughs> Even Michelle watching Joey do this game show host theme song identical cousin thing turns to Melina and just rolls her eyes. That's Joey. <laughs> I guess every house needs to have one. Finally, gosh, Melina steps in like, Nico, so she points at him and laughs. It's like, thank you. I couldn't stand any more of this rendition of his music singing. All right, now we're going to jump back downstairs. We're going to the kitchen, and Jesse is feeding his face. Well, actually, Elena is feeding his face with tons of delicious-looking Greek food. You got your grapes. You got your what looks like a smushed berry cobbler of sorts. I think that's some bread. I'm not sure what Jer Je <laughs> it's called Jesse Jeremy. <laughs> they don't look anything alike. Anyway, <laughs> he's eating something. Musica. And we do see Becky with a very angry look on her face. Arms folded, just like, arms crossed. Like, <sighs> she wants to say something, but then again, I mean, it's Jesse's family. Elena's not family. She's not family. Yet she's, ugh. And right now, Becky is just the girlfriend. But she is just so angry. Which, I would be angry too. Becky finally has to get in there and say, Hey, Jess, take a break, huh? You've been eating for three hours. Three hours he's been eating? This isn't a Thanksgiving feast. I get it. It's, mm. Who eats for three hours straight? That's a problem. How is he not? I mean, eventually your stomach's going to get so full you're going to be uh, having overeaten or overstuffed. Or the term I like to call uncomfortably full, where, as I say, you overdid it. You guys know that eventually when you start getting that I'm feeling full feeling in your belly, Stop, 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 stop eating. Don't push it any farther because the last thing you want to do is feel uncomfortably full, which, let me tell you, it's not fun. Of course, not only is Elena going to feed Jesse until he bursts, she is going to regale him with their memories of summers, Jesse's teenage years, in Greece, where they had a picnic on Mount Pompadours, and she was feeding him seedless grapes, which is funny because there is a little clear glass bowl of grapes on the table. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember. I love how he's like kind of reclined black, back in the chair, kind of, and, and Becky, of course, is hearing this like, oh my god, like I'm losing him, I'm losing him. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I remember it was like raining so hard and we had to take cover under this blanket. And the only thing to eat, we had these seedless grapes and he kept feeding them to me one by one by one. And Becky finally like gets Jesse's attention through eye contact, like really seriously. And he's like, oh yeah, I, I hardly remember it. <laughs> So I think Elena sees Becky, and she's like, oh, there's no competition here. <laughs> Elena, I don't think she feels threatened. She feels like she's got something over Jesse, which we learn later why or what she actually has over Jesse. 
because there's a little memory that he doesn't remember, but she is clinging to with both hands. So, of course, Elena is also prepared some baklava. And she gets up, like, I better check on the baklava. And she's like, honey? And Jesse's like, yes, dear? And Becky's just like, I can't even with this right now. I am going to... Oh, boy. Uh, so, of course, she's like, yeah, on your baklava. Do you want honey on your baklava? And, of course, when she goes over to the oven, Jesse's like, of course I want honey on it, my baklava. Right, honey? As he turns to Becky. So, Becky 100% knows what's up with this. And now that she has Jesse alone for a hot second, even though Elena is, like, right in the kitchen with an earshot. She's like, Jess, what's up with this, huh? This woman did not fly umpteen thousand miles just to fill your stomach with baklava and moussaka. He's like, oh, come on, Becky, nothing. There's nothing that could come between us. And, of course, Elena, at that split second, gets right between them with some baklava. He's trying to reassure Becky, like, you know how I feel about you. Nothing could come between us. And that's when Elena, like, pops her head right in between them. And she kneels down in front of him and takes a piece of baklava from the plate. So careful, it's very hot stuff. And it's just like, he doesn't need you to feed him. Dealery, she she's doing this. I mean, she knows that Jesse and Becky are involved, but she's got a little, uh, like I said, she's got a little something, something in the back of her mind, like, no, 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 no. I know you think uh, you two are together, but uh, I got a little secret. So I'm going to play this whole exchange because this is just, wow. I don't think I've ever had, um you know, Greek food as far as um, musica. I've always wanted to try some baklava and, and stuff like that. More musica, Jesse? Yeah, hey, Jess, take a break, huh? You've been eating for three hours. Do you remember our picnic on the top of Mount Papadotis? Yeah, I remember it was, it was raining and we had to hide under your blanket and we had those red seedless grapes and we kept feeding them to me one by one. By upstairs to DJ and Stephanie's room where Gina and Stephanie are doing what looks like a traditional Greek dance excuse me and I love how comments just kind of hanging out in the background just kind of watching and it's funny because Stephanie's a dancer but also what this reminds me of is the last dance episode where Papuli has come he was going to teach Michelle a Greek dance and I think this is what Gina is showing Stephanie. The Zorba dance. Okay, okay. 
So now Stephanie's gonna do Gina a solid here. Like, hey, I'll teach you an American dance, Gina, Grandma Gina. You want a Vogue? Strike a pose. And she does the Madonna Vogue. <laughs> I love this. I love this. This is so cute. Oh, she calls her Yaya. I'm sorry. Okay, so it's Yaya in Papuli. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's dark outside, so I assume it's like nighttime. I'm guessing the strike pose is where they hold the uh, palms out. One above the head, one like at chest level, and then you do the palms out, like at the side of your face, fingers extended out, you know, splayed outward kind of thing. Okay. Of course, Danny comes up because he's just now decided, oh, I wonder what DJ's doing with Silvio, only to find out that DJ yanked Silvio out the door to go on a tour of San Fran and hit up the 7-Eleven and the mall. I'm surprised that Kimmy isn't here for this, because I think, like, that would just be a cool thing. That would have been interesting to see her taking Silvio on a tour of San Fran, because we know that, uh, did I say Stephanie? I hope not. Um, <laughs> we know that DJ knows about San Fran. Remember when Tommy Page came to uh, Stephanie's 10th birthday party? She's like, oh, well, have you seen the sights in San Francisco? Have you done this? Have you done that? And he's like, well, I haven't yet, but do you want to, like, maybe take me on a tour? So she is the official Tanner family member that if you're new to San Fran, she's going to know where to take you. She's going to show you all the best places. Danny comes up and he just looks at uh, Gina and <laughs> Stephanie like, Steph, what have you done to Grandma? And Steph's like, we're voguing! <laughs> and of course Gina's like, strike pose! <laughs> I love this. This is so cute. Gina's like, strike pose, and she puts the backs of her hands against the sides of her face. <laughs> so Stephanie says, well, she's at the mall with Silvio. And Danny flips his gourd. He's like, she's at the mall with, alone? She's alone with Silvio? It's like, D Danny, 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 come on now. Take a breath. It's okay. Don't worry. You know your daughter, you trust your daughter, she's fine. Of course, Gina tells Danny not to worry. Silvio is a fine boy, much like Jesse at his age. And Danny's like, oh, yeah, oh, boy, that's comforting. Um, so he's like, he finds a red sock, gives it to Comet. So that's why Comet's up here. Here, here's DJ's scent. Find DJ. Comet takes the sock, jumps onto Stephanie's bed, and just lays with the sock. And Stephanie's like, Dad, look, that's Comet. That's not Lassie. And he's not a canine search and rescue dog either. So I had to play this clip because this is just cute. I love this between Stephanie and, and Gina. It's just, it's cute, you know, great-grandparent, great-granddaughter time. <laughs> Steph, what have you done to Grandma? We're bogeying. 
Strike pose. <laughs> Has anybody seen DJ? She's at the mall with Silvio. She's alone with Silvio? Not to worry. <coughs> Silvio is fine, boy. So much like Jesse when he was young. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> no, you don't like that either. Oh, that's very comforting. Yeah. Comet, this is DJ Sock. Pick up the set, Comet. Find DJ. Find DJ. No, I'm gonna go hang out here in Stephanie's bed. Thank you. <laughs> Dad, that's Comet, not Lassie. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> All right, now we cut out to the backyard as DJ and Silvio are returning from their tour of San Fran. And of course, they have one cup, two straws. How romantic. And of course, she's like, hey, how'd you like your first Slurpee? And he's like, well, I've never slurped with a girl before. And I'm like, I... I don't know. I mean, I, I'm guessing that Silvio is a real man about town in uh, Pompadouris, because... You know how Gino said, well, he's much like Jesse was at that age. We know Jesse now. He, We've seen him in season one, how he was. And I can only imagine how he was at 14. This boy's light, if he's anything like Jesse was, he's a man about town. He's got girls crawling all over him in Pompadouras. So, of course... I'm not going to take him for innocent. I'm just not. Because what happens later is like, oh, no, no, no. This guy's got a ace up his sleeve here later on. He's like, how did I do? And she's like, oh, that you did very well. You slurped at just the right speed. He's like, I was very nervous. Stop it. Silvio, I'm not buying it. DJ... DJ and Silvio, they sit down on uh, the patio sofa, if you will. And DJ looks up into the sky and it's like, wow, the stars are so pretty. I'm thinking, you live in the city, right? What stars are you really going to see other than ambient light? Of course, Silvio uses this star talk to woo DJ with some magic words of poetry. He's like, the prettiest stars are in your eyes. And he leans in and she leans in and they kiss. Of course, you know Danny was like staring out that back door the whole time during this exchange. As you hear the door open and Danny yells, sure, come it, we can go for a walk. DJ knows what this is. It's like, yeah, your dad's breaking up your little, uh, little make-out sesh. I love how Danny is like, even like he, you think, oh, he's being a little subtle. He's not being subtle at all. It's like, I know what you were up to, young lady. Because he's got Comet on a leash. And Comet's like sitting on the porch there and Danny's like got the leash like way, way out. <laughs> and Comet's almost like, okay, I'm not a part of this. Uh, I didn't even want to go for a walk. You just kind of uh, clipped it on my leash. Like, come on, Comet. You're my, uh, you're my like backup plan or whatever. My uh, excuse to be out here. <laughs> of course, DJ sees this for what it is. And she looks at her dad and says, dad, were you spying on me? 
And Danny's like, trust me, if I were spying, I would have been out here way long before that whole star talk. <laughs> so Silvio's like, Mr. Tenor, your daughter is the most beautiful girl in the world. And I love Danny's response as he just kind of narrows his eyes at Silvio. Like, I see you. I see you, boy. And he says, she's okay. <laughs> and the look on DJ's face of like, <gasps> so insulted. So Danny's like, oh, you must be tired after your long flight. Let me show you your cage. I, I mean room. <laughs> I'm going to play this clip because this is just hilarious. Like, hey, Danny, you see my dress shirt? And Danny's like, do I look like your maid? It's in the hamper. So, of course, Elena not only cooks, but she does the laundry. She does the housework. And she's like, oh, oh, well, I took the time to watch this, dry this, and iron it for you. Oh, she said, I did all your laundry this morning. I just have to iron it. And, of course, Becky is like... I can do that. I mean, after all, you're here on vacation. And she goes to grab the shirt from Elena, and it's almost like a tug of war. When Becky goes to grab the shirt out of Elena's hand, she is, like, holding on, like, a death grip on that shirt. But Becky does wrangle it from her. But Jess, he's like, oh, Becky, uh, I've never actually seen you iron. And she's like, oh, I, I, I iron all the time. I, I just got to get one of those ironing tables. And he's like, I think that's ironing board. And she's like, <laughs> shut up. Oh, she's like, oh, I live to iron. <laughs> Joey comes in dressed in a suit, a plum button-up shirt, and a tropical looking tie with like blues and fuchsia pinks and what have you and he's like hey Danny guess what you'll never tell them apart I took the girls shopping both Michelle and Melina come in wearing identical clothes so of course the girls come in and Michelle of course gives herself away like you'll never guess daddy and Danny's like oh wow this is gonna be tough but I think the real Michelle is the one that just called me daddy and she's like, ah, oh, nuts. <laughs> and Melina's like, ah, oh, who? Which, okay. And they didn't even bother, because they got, like, little hats on the girls to cover their hair. And you know they didn't even bother to put that disgusting wig back on the, the Olsen twins' head, because you can see the blonde hair peeking under out from underneath the uh, 
They almost look like little chef's hats with tropical colors on them. So Danny, like, what, thinks, like, Melina sneezed or something. Like, oh, bless you. So I think that would make you Melina. <laughs> and she says, you got it, Dad. The whole time I'm wondering if, like, Melina's about the same age as Michelle, yet she's from Greece, right? Wouldn't she have an accent? I know the the show, they weren't going to waste time trying to uh, teach this four-year-old who's just learning English you know, to talk in an accent. Like, no, 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 no. They're not gonna... It's just one episode. The character is gone. So, Malia's like, you got it, Dad. And then, of course, Michelle is like, no, I told you. And you've got it, dude. She takes her hands on either side of Melina's face and smushes her cheeks together. As Melina's like, dude. Like, oh, boy. Good golly, Miss Molly. Sylvia, what are you wearing? He's got a Colonel Sanders tie, a white shirt with the puffiest pillowy, billowy sleeves I've ever seen on a human being, and a red and black, like a burgundy and black vest. And he's come down with DJ, who's wearing a floral print blazer with a skirt dress combo thingy. Silvio's like, Mr. Tanner, I'd like to take a walk with your daughter. So Danny's like, okay, yeah, no problem. Hey, Michelle, why don't you take a walk with Silvio? And of course, Silvio's like, no, I, I want to take a walk with DJ. He's like, I want to walk with her around the table. And Danny's just looking at Silvio like, boy, you have you're off your nut, boy, because uh, that makes no sense. It's like, I want to walk with her around the... It's like, you want to walk with her around the kitchen table? Is that what you're trying to tell me? And Dane's like, go for it. You know what? Take a spin around the kitchen counter if you want afterwards. <laughs> so this is cool. I mean, for Full House purposes, walking around the table is a Greek marital tradition that we will soon learn in just a hot second. Even DJ's a little, uh, perplexed. Like, okay, Dad, I guess I'll see you in a moment. <laughs> so, Silvio takes a couple flowers from this bouquet of flowers that is sitting on the kitchen table, hands them to her, puts an arm through hers, and they walk around the table. And she's, DJ the whole time is just kind of like, keeps eyeing Silvio, just not understanding, like, what is this? Clearly, I mean, it's not an American custom. And she's like, this is really sweet and totally weird. And Jesse and Elena come over, and Jesse, all of a sudden, a light bulb kind of clicks over his head, like, this looks familiar. Why does this look familiar? He turns to Elena, like, hey, didn't we do something like this back in Greece? And Elena is elated that Jesse finally remembers. He's like, yeah, didn't you and I walk around our your table in Pompadouris? She's like, I've been waiting for you to remember. That's why I came to see you. And she hugs him. Meanwhile, of course, when she hugs him around the neck, Jesse's arms just, like, are flat at his side. Becky slams that iron down and goes over to him, finally saying, You'll get your Pompadorian hands off my boyfriend. And, of course, Elena's like, Well, 
She says to Becky, we did the traditional wedding walk. Jesse is my husband. Are you insane? He, his grandparents did this? Really, a 14-year-old boy is married to a 10-year-old. Or however old she is to him. Uh, I mean, I get it. They want to have grandkids and whatnot. I'm sure Jesse that summer came home and it's like, Hey, Jesse, how was your summer in, in uh, Greece? And and she's just, well, Dad, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, I actually got married. <laughs> we, like, walked around the table. And uh, me and Elena. And, yeah. So, <laughs> so clearly, of course, he just filed that in the back of the teenage brain, you know, with, like, uh playing his guitar and band and all that fun to be Elvis and everything. That, that uh, whole marriage to Elena thing just got shoved all the way back. Yeah. Of course, Silvio, they've completed their walk around the kitchen table. He's like, and now DJ is my wife. And DJ and Jesse just look at each other like, whoa, baby. And mind you, you guys remember, Silvio and Elena are siblings. Yeah. You know, because Silvio, every time he goes to the Katsopolis house, sees DJ's picture, probably next to Jesse's on the mantle. They both have um, shrines dedicated to them. And uh, he's all like, yeah, I'm going to, this girl, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to propose, you know, we're going to walk around the table. Elena, you and Jesse did this. Can you give me tips? Like, what should I do? Like, this, they, they concocted this whole thing. In my mind, this is what they did. Silvio's not an innocent boy in, by any stretch of the means. No, 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 he is not. So I'm going to play this whole exchange here because this is just, wow. <laughs> Hannah, I'd like to take a walk with your daughter. <laughs> hey, no problem. Michelle, take a walk with Silvio. I mean DJ. I want to walk with her around the kitchen table. You want to walk around the kitchen table? <laughs> sure, hey, knock yourself out. Take a spin around the counter if you want. Thanks, Dad. We'll be right back. I'll be right over here if you need me. She's not. Gina mm -mm. just loves this because she's like, oh my DJ is married and now you have great, great grandchildren. It's like, uh. Of course, Steph's excited because he's like, I can have my own room. <laughs> no, you won't ever have your own room. Sorry. Until you are an adult. So Danny finally comes over. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
DJ and Sylvia are not married, and Becky's like, well, neither are these two. Of course, Papuli jumps in with, well, according to Pompadour's tradition, they are. You get the girl flowers, you walk around the table, you spin, you know, and that's what it's all about. And Danny is like, well, no, that's not a wedding, or that's the hokey pokey. So Becky is like, Jesse, say something, please. And he turns to her and says, look, Becky, um, this is a very delicate situation with my family. So Becky's like, okay, um, let me ask you a question. Is this the kind of woman that you want for your wife? Someone who cooks for you, who feeds you, who waits on you hand and foot? And Jesse's like, well, when you put it that way, it doesn't sound that bad. He's like, you're making it sound so negative. So she's like, fine, you know, she just throws her hands like, okay, fine, you know what, um, she's all yours. I'll send you a card on your anniversary. And of course, Elena's like, this August will be our 13th. Like, whatever, Elena, you gotta find somebody else. Becky turns to Jesse, gets right in the face, and is like, congratulations! Of course, Jesse's like, I gotta fix this somehow. So he goes after Becky. Michelle adds a, you're in big trouble, mister! One of her many catchphrases, aside from, you got it, dude. Of course, Stephanie adding insult to injury is like, when should I tell your wife you'll be back? <laughs> and of course, Elena just pats Stephanie on the back with a smile. Joey, of course, has to do an impression of the guy from the newlywed game. He's holding his hair back like, I don't know, is that what the, uh, the host of the newlywed game, like, whether he was uh, had a receding hairline, I don't know. He's like, let's meet our first newlywed couple. She's in the eighth grade, he's in the olive business. They've only been married, he looks at his watch, two and a half minutes. He's like, please welcome DJ and Sylvia Benalakis. And Danny just goes over to Joey and just glowers at him, like, can we... You know, oh, yeah, enough, Joey. Where's your off switch? So Danny <laughs> takes Silvio and DJ and says, why don't I take them both into the living room and tell them what they won, Bob? <laughs> A dining set specially selected just for them. Joey starts throwing rice, <sighs> which I hear you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to throw, like, birdseed because I guess if... The birds eat the rice, they'll blow up. Danny just stops after DJ and Silvio are through the door and turns and looks at Joey like, what? And Joey's like, what? I, I love weddings. Like, great. Go clean up all the rice you just threw. Silvio are not married. Neither are they. According to Pompadour's tradition, they are married. You give the girl flowers, you walk around the table, and that's what it's all about. That's not a wedding. That's a hokey pokey. Jesse, say something. This is a very delicate situation here with my family. All right, let me ask you a question. Is this the kind of woman you want? Someone who lives only to, to cook for you and clean for you and wait on you hand and foot? How do you make it sound so negative? Fine. She's all yours. I'll send you a card on your anniversary. 
This August will be our 13th. You're not helping Elena, please. Stop. Congratulations! Becky! And get bubble, mister! <laughs> when can I tell your wife you'll be back? <laughs> Let's meet our first newlywed couple. Silvio and DJ to kind of straighten things out. And he's like, DJ, why don't you uh, go upstairs to your room and wait for daddy? And DJ is like clinging to this, I'm married, you can't tell me what to do type of attitude. And she's like, well, with all due respect, daddy, um, you can't tell me what to do anymore because I'm a married woman. And Danny is just like, you are not a married woman. And of course, Sylvia jumps in with, Papa! And Danny turns and looks at him like, please don't ever call me that. So Sylvia's like, I'm ready to learn the family business. What do you do for a job? And Danny's like, I host a talk show. And Sylvia's like, well, when you die, I will take over. And Danny just looks at him like, oh, no, you won't. He's like, I will never die. Remember that, Sylvia. I will haunt your dreams and nightmares. You will not forget this face. <laughs> of course, Danny puts an arm around Silvio and leads him upstairs. Like, look, we gotta go to uh, Yogos and Gina's uh, anniversary here. But before we go, I'd like to remind you of what we in America like to call a restraining order. <laughs> this is funny. I want to play this. <laughs> DJ, why don't you go on up to your room and wait for Daddy? Daddy? With all due respect, you can't send me to my room anymore. I'm a married woman. You are not a married woman. Papa. Please don't call me that. I am ready to learn the family business. What do you do for a job? I have a talk show. Well, I will study hard. And when you die, I will take over. I will never die. and Gina's anniversary party, but first let me tell you about this thing we have in America called a restraining order. Alright, now we're going to jump across town to the anniversary party. We got DJ and Stephanie dance with uh, Great Grandma Gina here, the Zorba dance. Okay, honestly, Steph, why? She still got those dang fuchsia colored Cowboy boots, cowgirl boots. Why are you wearing those to dance with? Those don't look like they'd be comfortable. But then again, Gina's wearing some, uh, like, three-inch heels that look like I wouldn't be dancing in those either. Oh, we got Papuli and Jesse and Danny <laughs> dancing. Oh, it's really cool. Oh, my God, look at them kick up their heels. It's just so, Wow. This looks like it will be an awesome party. We have all the family members in the back, of course, minus Jesse's parents, because they're not there. 
Joey, of course, comes out with, like, a... We learn it's a plastic cup with a half-filled uh, juice in there. And it turns out it's just... It's fake, and it's, like, connected to a string around his forehead. We got Michelle and Melina coming in, and they're shooky, shaking their little tushes. Everyone's getting in on the... On the festivities here. So, Elena hugs Jesse after the dancing is done. Becky comes in and sees this embrace. And she's like, wow, this is a pretty picture. You know, I thought I'd come down and see if, you know, you could explain yourself. But I see you're too busy hugging your wife. Becky is so angry. She's like, how can you do this to me? She takes a plate off a nearby table and just smashes it on the ground. Yeah, Jesse is being really insensitive to Becky's feelings right now by encouraging this behavior with Elena. Of course, Joey sees it's like, all right, now it's a party, and he throws down a dish, and apparently everyone else has a dish, and they all throw it on the floor. Danny, of course, being the clean machine that he is, just grabs like a little mini broom and dust uh, dustpan and just starts sweeping up the shards of glass. Oh, actually, he takes a non-broken plate and just starts picking up shards. Like, Danny, you are going to cut your fingers, guy. I wouldn't even bother with it. Becky goes to leave. Jesse chases after her, and he brings Elena with him. And he's like, Becky, wait. And she's like, what? He's like, look, this this whole thing, it's gotten out of hand. And he, he tells him, like, all right, this is something you both should hear. And he starts telling Elena that she's a beautiful woman with passion and fire and Becky's like oh well I'm glad that I stuck around to listen to this and Jesse's like well look you'll like this part as Jesse turns back to Elena and says look but there's there's nothing between us I'm sorry there's no future with us because I'm madly in love with Becky and Jesse turns back to he turns to Becky and says Becky I'm madly in love with you and he cups her face, and it's sweet. And she's like, oh, Jesse. And she kisses him. It's like, all is forgiven now. And she apologizes to him for being a jealous green-eyed monster. Oh, wow! <laughs> this is just takes me right back to luck be a lady. Uh, she's like, I'm sorry I got so jealous. Just the thought of losing you just made me crazy. He says, you're never going to lose me. Jesse, of course, realizes Elena's still standing there. He's like, look, Elena, I'm sorry. And she's like, maybe I was crazy to have come here. I'm like, well, you're going based on something that happened like 13 years ago that he doesn't even remember. You were banking on that. And the fact that his grandfather said he wasn't married yet. Like, oh, well, okay, I'm going to go to America and stake my claim. And she says... I always wonder what it would be like if we saw each other again, and now I know we can only be friends. And he says, or uh, no, Elena says, ugh, it's too bad we're still married. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. Ugh. So we go back into the dining hall where everyone's dancing around a little table, and Danny takes DJ and Silvio by the hand. It's like, look, Papuli, this marriage thing is just, these two need to get a divorce, and Jesse, or, um, Becky brings in Elena and Jesse, like, yeah, so do they. They need to get a divorce. So, Papuli has them walk around the table in reverse. And Joey's like, bizarre Pompadourian traditions on the next Geraldo. Like, oh my goodness. So I'm going to play this clip. Actually, I'm going to play the clip with uh, Jesse and Becky and Elena first, and then this one. <laughs> Becky, 
there's something you both should hear. Elena, listen, you're, you're a beautiful woman with passion and with fire. Oh, I'm glad I stuck around for this. Wait a minute, you'll like this part. There's no future for us. Because I'm madly in love with Becky. says dad can i please have a moment with silvio to say goodbye and as we dissolve our marriage that has only lasted an hour apparently according to silvio so she says like i'm sorry i just so dj apologizes to silvio like silvio i'm sorry i just i'll never forget you and he's like for one hour i was married to one of the most beautiful girls in the world and dj just turns to her dad like dad come on do i have to and he's like uh yeah you do so Papuli says, look, you can do a divorce since no farm animals actually changed hands. A divorce is possible. When they say divorce or when they first come in, the look on Gina's face is just like one of sadness and like shock. Like what? So Papuli pronounces them divorce as they've walked around the table backwards. And Elena takes her brother aside and says, we flew... 12,000 miles to get divorces. And Sylvia's like, should have gone to Disneyland. I'm like, well, there's probably some time. You can still make it there. You can't go to California and not go to Disneyland. I mean, come on. So, in all this talk of divorce, Papuli wants to profess his undying love and devotion to his beautiful wife, Gina. And it's just so sweet. And I love it so much. So he's just so grateful to be have been married to her for over 50 years. And he's like, to think she didn't want to marry me at first. And Gina's like, 
you had a beard. It was like kissing a goat. And of course, Pupili's like, oh, I've kissed goats before. It's not even close to the same thing. This is so sweet, and I'm starting to tear up. This is beautiful, and I love it so much. And I'm going to play this clip because I just... And I'm going to play it through when Jesse does propose to Becky. And it's just so beautiful. You know, all this talking about divorce makes me realize how lucky I am to have my Gina for 50 years. And to think she didn't even want to marry me. You had a beard. It was like kissing a goat. Oh, I kissed a goat once. was very different. Anyway, I saved. And I got 50 wonderful years with my Gina. I love you, Gina. I love you. That's so beautiful. sweet and I love Becky tearing up and just saying just you know watching Papuli and, and, and Gina and just saying how much he, he's loved her for so long and everything and Becky just saying oh that's so beautiful and Jesse just kind of looking at her like you know that could be us in 50 years and she's like yeah I hope so oh it's so sweet and of course Jesse officially proposes to her. And of course, when as he gets down on one knee, he's like, Oh, wait a minute. Now you last time I did this, you left me at the old altar. And she's like, Jess, the last time we were in Nevada, you said, Let's get married right this second. And now we have the time to plan a real wedding. And he gets down on one knee and he says, Rebecca Donaldson, will you marry me? And she's like, Yes. I just like, ah! And of course, Jesse announces, I have an announcement to make. Rebecca Donaldson and I are engaged, officially engaged to be married. And of course, Stephanie's like, again? And he's like, yes, again. And of course, it's a celebration and it's beautiful and I love it so much. I teared up. I teared up with uh, Papuli and Gina and it's just so sweet. So sweet. 
and with Jesse and Becky. This was just such a good episode. So yeah, this was the episode. I hope you guys really liked it. Um, as far as for the best outfit of the episode, I'm going to go with uh, Jesse's like red blazer and red pants with the black t-shirt just looked really really nice I really liked it as far as for the worst one I think I honestly want to give that to um well definitely Melina's wig but just the uh the outfit that they had dressed the girls in when they dressed them identically Melina and Michelle and it just it was really it was like a purple sweatshirt or a button-up shirt with like some poofy like images on the front and some weird multicolored chef's hat looking thing. It was just ridiculous. Lesson learned from this episode. Um, if you are in a relationship and you think you may have been married in another country when you were young, any type of traditions, you might want to double check. Instead of just, <laughs> of course, this uh, was funny just because Jesse wasn't, didn't even remember and he wasn't expecting it. It's like, uh, another thing to come in and try to foil Jesse and Becky's relationship. Also, another lesson learned from this episode would be don't just go fly 12,000 miles on a hunch when you supposedly married someone when you were, they were 14 and you were like 10 and thinking that, oh... 13 years later, they're still going to be available. Like, come on, don't do not do that. Especially if they're in a relationship. Don't break that relationship up. All right, everybody. Next week is the wedding episode. Part 1 and 2. Season 4, episode 18, The Wedding. Part 1, February 8th, 1991. Jesse gets cold feet on the eve of his marriage to Becky. Season 4, episode 19, The Wedding, part 2, February 15th, 1991. Jesse's attempt at skydiving makes him late for his own wedding. That is the next two-part episode. I don't believe there are any other two parts going forward in the Jesse and Becky A Love Story series. So, Alright, so as promised, I did want to play a quick little clip so you can hear what Josh Blake, who played Silvio on an episode of Full House, what he sounds like. His character here in Elf, season two, is Jacob Monick, who is from New York, and he definitely has a Brooklynish type accent. Granted, of course, this episode came out a bit before the Full House episode in 1990. Jake, I guess we'll be going to the same school. Till I drop out. You're dropping out? All right, now I want to play a little clip of the lady who plays Elena, and that is Jennifer, is it Gatti? G-A-T-T-I? This is an intervention. Everyone important in your life must be here, united against your addiction. So... So definitely the accent really isn't there. Of course, um, the Full House episode is from 1990. This episode of Wintry Hill is from like 2006. So it's been quite a bit. But I just thought I'd uh, give you those different uh, characters just to see how their uh, accents are different or their uh, the characters they play are different. So I just thought it'd be kind of a fun compare. So...
All right. Well, everyone, look forward to the wedding parts one and two next week. And have a wonderful weekend. Again, if you enjoy the podcast, please go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Look up Full House Podcast, Fuller House Podcast, the Only Land to Holy Chalupas Podcast will show up. Please leave a review. Use emojis for characters or to describe an episode. Just have fun with it. And also, if you want to send an email, audio file on... Uh, an episode I've done or plan to do in the future. If you have opinions on that, just send an email to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Bye-bye.